All right, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Once again, to another edition of Brad and Jordan Fantasy Podcast. Here I am, alone, currently, checking in week three. Right ahead of week three, today is Thursday. Getting ready for the Thursday night game. Today is the 19th. Why is there no week two podcast? Well, personally, I kind of have a wild week just last week. If you follow my wife's social media, maybe you understand a little bit. And so, and then outside of just the traditional being busy, Brad is currently in Europe, which, you know, eliminates one of my regular co-host options. And then the week just kind of got away from me that way, um, along with everybody else having stuff going on. So here we are. Sorry I missed last week. Didn't even think about it until about Monday when I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't even do a podcast as we're talking about all this stuff. But it's all right. I guess a couple key points before I dive into everything right here. Slack. A little bit of stuff came up on Slack. Richens mentioned, I think, at some point during the last week, that Slack has been relatively dead uh, for the last little bit, which is true. But it was like that way last year, too, until we got everybody in there and got everything rolling. Um, Speaking of Slack and other discussions going on um, with everything, this Slack is one reason why moving everybody over to Yahoo may be beneficial because, um, not Yahoo, moving everybody over to, from Yahoo to Sleeper. Um, Sleeper has like a built-in chat function for the, for the league that kind of saves everything like Slack. Um, I don't think it's as like broken down as it is in Slack, um, like with channels and everything that way. It's just one, basically if we put the general discussion thing in Yahoo, that's what it would look like. So, I mean, a little bit of a benefit that way, something to consider. But another thing that I did today, thanks to something else that was proposed in Slack by Devin, um, went back and looked at some of the league um, happenings um, over the last last couple seasons in regards to records versus people ending up in the championship. Thought it was kind of interesting. We were just kind of looking for the, the cutoff. Sorry for the noises of the cars right here as I'm making my way over to the homeless trail once again, um, from where I work, but, so, yeah, going back to the different, um, records of all, like, the championship teams and everything like that, and, and where they stood, just, was kind of interesting to just kind of stack them all on top of each other, that's what I did, spelled out that records, look for some trends, just stuff, I'll probably only spend, like, 10 minutes looking at it, not a, not a whole bunch of time, and then just kind of went from there, seeing what was available, and what stood out. And I, I posted a couple of them in Slack. Nothing really too crazy. I guess though, I, it is basically common that as long as you have two wins in week five, you're still in contention. I didn't even look into, ahead into week six or for anybody was um, two, and, two and four. I don't, think, I don't think so. So maybe that was being three and three by week six is, is the real cutoff. I'm guessing that's what I'm gonna say by now. You have to have at least three wins in your first six. Um, games, or you know, or, or you're done. And I'll fact check that later, but it feels right as I am walking down right here. So, anything else? Anything else that I was thinking about before starting starting this new 2019 trek right here? Um, off the top of my head, I don't think so. I can't think of any other. Oh, yeah, well, that was the root thing I was going to get back to. Encouraging everybody again to get back in the Slack. You know, we did have a lot of game day discussion in previous years. I think that's the part that's, that's really lacking. You know, season's still pretty fresh. We're still week two. 
Not sure everybody's re-downloaded everything. I think I've seen more or less everybody posting there at least at some point, but we haven't really got the full-on discussions like we used to have um, every time, which I did chuckle at um, Richens getting mad at Brad over pointing out his lack of um, participation correlating with his lack of winning again, which is, I don't know if you guys remember last year, that was a little heated debate Tyler and I had over the exact same thing last year, so it's kind of funny, but anyway, moving on right here, so where are we at, where are we at, it's week two, week two is in the books, I mean, it's week three, starting today, um, not really anything too crazy, a couple trades have gone on, um, I guess like the craziest thing is that everybody who, apparently this is the year of the cursed quarterback, because um, not only um, are some quarterbacks struggling, I mean, like, uh, just basically Patrick Mahomes, doing Patrick Mahomes things, after that, it's just chaos, you know? And so we'll just kind of see how that ends up affecting the year. You know, maybe this is the year of the quarterback again, just because, yeah, Big Ben's already done. You know, um, who else? Nick Foles is already done. I'm trying to just think of the time I had the lock. Cam's hurt. I know that. Uh, Jared Goff, he's mine. He's been struggling. Trubisky's been very sucky um, so far. Brady's been really good. You know, so we're going to press his quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, just going down the list, it's been, it's been pretty chaotic. You know, I know Jason put up um, Garoppolo today on the block, which is a pretty big one. Derek Carr, who was a free agent, also on the block. And Kirk Cousins, who, you know, hasn't scored. Well, I think he scored 10 points, barely over 10 points, throwing 10 times in week one, and then had less than 10 points throwing a lot in week two. Not sure how that's going to go. Not sure if that's how you want to hit your wagon to, you know. But, uh, but I mean, just give it some time because... Eli got benched. That's another crazy thing with the quarterbacks already. And so, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson is the destroyer of worlds. That's, I guess that's the other big takeaway right here is that uh, Lamar Jackson is rolling. Um, and Josh Allen is still, you know, a top three quarterback. Back like, to like week eight last year is like, like a top three QB right now. So it's, it's wild. It's wild. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been great. You know, Drew Brees is hurt. There's another one. Yeah, so all these, all these traditional quarterbacks – um, struggling, so it's been had kind of a word effect on the year, since that's kind of a more dependable position um, in our league, especially since our quarterbacks score so much more than others. But anyway, so moving on right here. Am I going to recap week two? I guess briefly, even though it's already week three. Let's just pull it up. Let's just pull it up right here. Pulling up my app. Walking. All matchups. Week two. All right. So going back. All right. So me and Preston, um, kind of a Boring one, Preston was barely behind um, going into Monday, then was um, behind because stat corrections and Love and Bell got a lot of touches. So I ended up winning that one, like going away. Um, nothing really off, off the top of my head sticks out of that other than I did chuckle at how Yahoo said he still had a chance like three-fourths of the way through the game even though he was losing going into Monday night with no players. Um, Joe beats Jason. Joe had a good week. Uh, Maxwell destroyed Terry. Terry got a really bad team. Or he's bad two really bad weeks. A lot of people thought he was going to be really good, but he has not not done well. Um, Maxwell's team is really good. Um, Jason got destroyed by Josh, who for the second week in a row was the highest scorer. So props to you, Josh. Um, doing it that way, good on you, I guess. And then um, Jay beat Jace in a little scoring matchup about whether or not you should have an N placed at the end of your name. 
and Stromby Devin and Rich Hands smacked Brad, who was in Europe. Oh yeah, Brad got hurt by Drew Brees going out at the beginning, but still lost by 50, so it probably wouldn't matter if we would have played. So anyway, that is week week two update for you, coming at you. Now, week three. Um, quick glance right here. I may try and get somebody to preview this with me today, by chance. If not, I'll just post this by itself tomorrow, but we'll see what's going on. Um, yeah, maybe I'll get Joe on it again, because I was thinking tomorrow I'm going to watch Utah play USC, and I'm sure Joe wants to tell me all about how excited he was watching BYU play USC. So maybe I want to invite Joe. How do you let me know, Joe? Um, okay, I guess we're going to start with one of the more um, unrealistic ones, or just standout ones. Richens versus Terry. So Terry, yeah, Cam Newton's hurt. You know, just going down the list. Um, yeah, I just don't see how. Like I already said, you know, Hurts, he's got a pretty decent team. I think his team is overall underperformed compared to how everybody thought it was going to be coming in, um, which is probably better for everybody else. But uh, Terry's team also underperformed. He's still got Phillips in there, who's now on the IR. Does Terry have a backup quarterback? Does Terry have a backup quarterback? Terry currently does not have, oh, Drew Kobe Brissett. Um, and Philip Rivers. Okay, I was looking way too fast. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe it would be great if, you know, something happens. Fantasy gods look down on all of us with joy and curse Tyler Richens one more time um, and make him be Terry's um, first win after multiple people, league sources, I'll say, have reached out to me and said Terry's team is not good, unrelated to each other. Sorry, Terry. Um, as of right now, actually just because of that, I'm personally picking Terry. I pick Terry in League Pick'em. Don't forget to do your Pick'em, even though by the time you hear this, it'll be too late if you haven't done it already. And yeah, get on it, Terry. I hope you win. Um, even though I'm really thinking, looking at it on paper, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a blowout. All right, so moving on right here. Um, Battle of the Beef right here, the beefs with each other. Um, we got Josh going against Jay. And, yeah, both teams are predicted to do well. So, I mean, Josh has been a buzzsaw so far. You know, wants to keep his high-scoring streak alive. Um, we'll see how that works out for him. Um, depends on Lamar Jackson, who is playing at Kansas City in a game that is probably going to get into the hundreds in scores, maybe. You know, these two high-powered offenses. And then we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Jay's got Baker Mayfield, who has, you know, also kind of sucked. That's another one everybody thought he was going to be good. Um, he hasn't been doing very well. And, yeah, he's basically been, you know, here's more proof that the league, or the world revolves around our fantasy league. Baker Mayfield was a red shirt. You know, I think Jay got him in the 20s. Baker Mayfield is playing like a quarterback you would draft in the 20s, right? Boom. See that? See that? Amazing. Okay. Um, Devin Cook, obviously Jay's got really good. But Josh has McCaffrey and Eckler, who have both been outstanding um, so far. So, anyway, it should be a close one. Um, let's see. And scroll down, has lots of injuries, um, suspensions, you know. Just looking at, at the rosters, I can't remember who I picked. Um, I, this is going to come down to that, that weirdness about our league with Jay and, and Josh having beef with each other. I don't know if you guys remember that or were aware of that, depending on how active you are in some of the league channels and different things that way. But uh, maybe that beef has since been squashed with some other happenings, so at least it's not as... Um, intense as it was before. But yeah, I think both of these teams, outside of just wanting to win, just to win, they both look like to beat each other. Um, I'm going to go with, I also think both these teams are 2-0. Let me verify. 
before I say anything. Yes, both of these teams are 2 0. So, you know, as we're trying to thin out the undefeateds, I'm going to say Jay wins this one personally. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Go with Jay. Just realize I'm all about upsets this week, except for me. All right, moving on. So, um, the European mover himself going against Devin, who has changed his name back um, to his last year's name that, that took him to the, to the promised land as he started going to. Good strategy, Devin. Good strategy. I noticed. I noticed. You know, we've talked right here on the podcast before. If you, if you get a bad streak, that's the first thing you do. Change your name. And what did he do? He went back with the proven name. It got him all the way to, I'm pretty sure, the Fantasy Bowl last year. Or he lost to Jay, but still, you know, bringing it back. Rolling, rolling forward with the name that was actually picked by Josh um, the year before. So, Man Boobs versus, say, no, no More Yahoo 2020, which is, you know, back to our Slack discussion. Anyway, um, so yeah, Brad, for some reason, is playing Rudolph. Um, why is he playing Rudolph? Oh, yeah, Drew Brees is hurt. Who else have we got? Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd play Mason Rudolph, too, but... We'll see what happens versus Devin, who has Winston. Also, a quarterback who everybody thought was going to be really good, who has been very, very bad, even for Jameis Winston bad. Has not been good. Has not been good. You're the quarterback. Um, but, yeah, Yahoo thinks Devin's going to win this one going away. As I look at it side by side, I have to agree. Um, Brad stacking the Kansas City wide receivers with Robinson and Watkins, so that can help him out if it turns into a shootout, which it very well could be. Um, and then Devin, he's just got some kind of higher-profile players, except for David Montgomery, who still is having a hard time getting all the touches that we thought he was going to get and everything that way. Um, defense is pretty good. Uh, anyway, looking at it, I think this is Devin's. I'm going to say because of Devin's astute fantasy prowess and changing his name, I'm going to say Devin is the one that's going to win this one um, and, and turn it around, try and get back to – you know, that 3-3 three and three record and get back on track to being in contention after making it so far last year. Um, yeah, that is that. So, moving on right here. Uh, some dude over, over here is jamming. We'll see what happens. So, moving on. Um, Strom versus Jace. This is another one that is probably just, you know, pretty much all but the tournament already. Jace's team still is trying to work through his defense and everything that way. And... Yeah, we'll just kind of see what happens with that. I mean, nah, that's not a look at it. It looks like he's actually moved out a decent enough amount of people that he's doing well. Um, but, yeah, Strong's team is also really good. As I look straight across, Dak Prescott, one of these surprise quarterbacks who's been, you know, top five QB. And then Jace has Russell Wilson. We'll stand. I guess Antonio Brown is going to be the big, the big factor right here, too, um, depending on how he does. I think, yeah, looking at the wide receivers, Jace's are definitely way better than Strom's. But Strom's running backs are way better than Jace's. There's the Brinks. Yeah, Kelsey versus Howard, not even close. And, yeah, we'll just kind of see what happens. That one, I'm going to go with Strom with that one. Going away is what it is. Not too much else to say. All right. Yeah, that rhymed. Um, all right, Nathan versus Preston. Um, so this will be interesting. It's predicted to be close by Yahoo. Not that that means anything. Um, as I go down right here, I think Preston probably is a little bit better off. I like Preston's team a little bit better just as I go down the list. I mean, Jason's or, or Nathan has Greg Olson, who's probably going to take a step back while Preston has, you know, 
George Kittle, who's like the new Gronk, basically, outside of Kelsey. Um, Duke Johnson, or no, David Johnson. I was going to say Duke Johnson, that makes me, I was thinking Duke Johnson, that, that makes me change my tone a little bit because it is David Johnson. Um, but yeah, Nathan's, Nathan's wide receiver is not too great, but Preston has Juju and Josh Gordon and Emmanuel Sanders moving down the list. So I'm just going to go with Preston on this one. Um, not too much else to say about these guys. Where are they in the standings? Let's find out. Preston lost to me. Is Preston 0-2? Are these, are these two 0-2 teams? Um, no, but Preston is 0-2, and Nathan is 1-1, so trying to get back, back into contention, as I mentioned. Good for you, Preston. Good for you. Um, I guess Nathan. Um, okay, moving back. So, moving on up. Um, I'm looking at these two. Actually, yeah. Okay, so, second to last one right here. Um, Jason. Shire, how the Jason, and Maxwell right here. Uh, Jason Shire, he's trying to mix it up a little bit. Maxwell's predicted to win this one going away. Um, but I think it's actually going to be closer than that. So we'll see. we got Weds versus Rogers. As I mentioned, Rogers has already won. It's kind of underperformed. But I guess if Rogers is underperformed, then definitely Weds has two up to this point. Hilton versus Thielen, two teams that, you know, are two guys that are high profile, relatively underperforming because of the quarterbacks that they're now placed with. Cobb and Landry, you know, Cobb's been decent the last couple couple games with the Cowboys. Kind of interesting how he's revitalized his career. Landry now fall down the depth chart. Cooper Cup versus Curtis Samuel. Yeah, is what it is. All right, Connor might not play. I don't know what the status is on him, but he's been underperforming. While Maxwell has Todd Gurley and Ronald Jones. I don't even know enough about Tampa Bay to say anything about Ronald Jones. So let's click on it. Ronald Jones, nine points week one, point nine points week two. There you go. That is what we're dealing with, Ronald Jones. Um, <clears throat> yeah, then Jimmy Graham versus Vance McDonald. So, as I, yeah, like I said, I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be closer um, when I looked at the names, despite what Yahoo says. And I'm actually going to go with Jason Shire on this one, as I, as I scroll down the list of my names of, of people that I, that I think are going to do well. So, should be interesting. Yeah, let's see, what is Jason? I think both these teams are one on one. Nope, Max was two and zero. So yeah, slimming down these these undefeated teams, as I predicted, Jay and Strom. We're going to win. Um, and yeah, that would leave us with two undefeated teams moving into week four. Already, already slimming it down. Already slimming it down. And then down at the bottom, Devin, I said, was going to win. These teams are 0 2, is what I'm saying. Um, Jace probably going to lose. President going to win. Terry going to lose. Not Terry going to win. So maybe after this, maybe after this, Jace is going to be the only team left 0 3, if my predictions are correct, according to the podcast. So as it's written, so let it be done. So um, moving on right here. Game of the week. Which, you know, as I already just kind of went through these, it's just kind of a boring matchup week so far. At least on paper it is. Of course, it'll probably get crazy um, at a different point in it. But game of the week, me versus Joe was on the podcast last week. I already told him I didn't want to hear about his BOU stuff. You know, as we go over this head-to-head matchup with some history uh, behind it. Um, moving on, Jared Goff, somebody who has sucked for the most part. And then Patrick Mahomes, as I said, already is, you know, basically performing where his expectations were um, thought to be, that he was just going to, you know, be pretty pretty dominant this year. And, yeah, that's basically all Joe's team is. So, um, Baltimore, I need you. need you to just slow him down. No need to shut him down. Even slow him down, I should be okay if you can, if you can help me out with that. Um, Michael Thomas, you know, kind of hurts me just because Drew Brees is hurt, so that's kind of – Disappointing in my wide receiver suck after that. Uh, big trade this week. 
I pretty much spent all my waiver money trying to convince Josh to give me Terry McLaurin. So hopefully that works out, because if not, I'm broke. And my wide receivers suck. Um, but looking across the way, I mean, Joe's got Devontae Adams, who has been um, less than stellar this year so far, probably because of um, Aaron Rodgers um, also being less than stellar. Obviously, they're going to be connected. And then I'm um, looking down right here, Kenny Galladay, Calvin Ridley, you know, some kind of, they're not the absolute audience. Maybe even Kenny Galladay is. What's Kenny Galladay done? I haven't paid attention to Joe's team close enough. Yeah, he's been good, 12 and 23. Just kidding. Not going to say anything bad about Kenny Galladay. That's, that's unfortunate. Um, but we'll see. And then, yeah, my only other good wide receiver, Michael Gallup, hurt for the next little while, hurt his knee. So I got this random Smith dude for the Cowboys. Really, we'll see what happens with him. And then, um, yeah, then we get into the running backs, and then, yeah, I'm just going to smash Joe with my running backs, hopefully. But at the same time, you know, Derek Henry, hopefully has a good game, but they're playing in like a, you know, big storm today, so hopefully that bodes well. Um, and then Mark Ingram, you know, back in that KC versus Baltimore game, hopefully, you know, Ingram heats it up a little bit to help slow that down, or, you know, it's slow enough that that won't matter. Um, but then, yeah, on the other side, Freeman and Gore for Joe. Yeah, that's not good. That is not, not good at all um, for Joe. But, I mean, that was a big thing going in. And, yeah, this, you know what? This is already feeling boring to me just as I, just as I rematch up while I walk. So I'm going to pick myself. I feel pretty good about it. You know, outside of my homes, basically, I'm going to say this is like Joe's team so far through the season. This all just depends on what Mr. Mahomes can do. So if Mr. Mahomes doesn't play well, then Joe's team is going to lose, which I'm pretty sure he did week one. Is Joe, is Joe one-on-one? He is. So, so yeah, there you go. And I think Joe won last week. So, yeah, quick, quick mini pod, quick summary pod, 22 minutes. All right, anything else I have to say as we're going right here? I already talked about BYU. I already talked about Slack, uh, trades. Should we do, like, a weekly, weekly drama update? Hasn't been too much drama, you know. Not necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, this is the year of the, the, the baptism year of the white running back fantasy football Premier League getting back on track, the, the channeling the year. I guess that's something that I can bring up, you know, something that was funny to me. Um, as I went back and, and looked at um, all the different years and everything like that, I just was kind of peeking around. Um, 2007, I think it was. Yeah, it was the year that I won. So, fresh, fresh reminder, Brad, Maxwell, and Joe are the only people here for, that played in the first year. They're still here um, with eight teams. And then Richens and I came in the second year, 2007, when I won. Brad won the first year. Um, I already talked about the one tie that we always had last time I brought up on the Joe that I did remember a tie. I don't remember that it was that far back in the year that I wasn't included, so that kind of worried me out. But I knew there had been a tie at some point um, in our... In our league, Brad tied at like 88.55, yeah, and so 88.55, just super low scoring game too, which is just kind of funny to go back and see all these old scores now that, you know, we're pushing 220 on a lot of weeks, so that's kind of interesting, and then, um, anyway, I've just poking around, I knew I just some, some kind of key happenings as I went through, you know, I went back and found when we started playing with um, individual defensive players, which was 2012, which was also the year we moved to 14 teams. So that, that change went hand-in-hand, hand. Um, just kind of interesting. So I do just kind of look at everything before that differently, um, especially since um, Richens has had the best, I will say Richens, um, has had the most 
successful fantasy season. We went 13 and one um, in 2011. Um, that's when we had 12 teams. Only six of them made the playoffs. That's why there's an extra game um, in the regular season. And then went on to win the league. But at the same time, it's just kind of funny to me because that was also the year, the famous year where Richens made himself the commissioner and moved forward. And then, um, yeah, so we had our draft and Richens really loaded up the defensive points. And Joe took the Pittsburgh Steelers with his first round pick because Tyler had overloaded the um, defense is scoring so much. And then once everybody became aware of that, thanks to Joe, you know, making this drastic move of taking the Steelers, why did Joe do that? Wait, let's look at this. Wait, this isn't right. I don't want to play like this. Tyler changed it back. So, yeah, mid-season, mid-season scoring change. Really messed with a lot of people. Also happens to be the year Tyler won. Just saying. Just saying. Facts are facts. Those things happen. So, um, it's kind of funny. But yeah, so Tyler, 13-1, but then Tyler is also, maybe he's cursed now, because that was the last time he won the league. And yeah, this last year was the year that somebody has had at least 11 points, or 11 wins, and not won the league. And yeah, Brad had 11 wins the year he won. Drew had 11, year, 11 wins the year he won. And I'm pretty sure Joseph Adams had 11 years the year he won. So just kind of funny how that works out. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that it's because Richens cursed himself by breaking fantasy rules and making changes to the league after the league has already started, or trying to supersede Joe Wilcoxon, become the commissioner by electing himself. So, you know, it just is what it is. Um, anything else? Anything else off the top of my head? Um, I don't think so. Uh, just kind of a funny happening. Oh, no, yeah, there is one more thing. I do want to, I guess, take this second to formally apologize to the league about um, something that I noticed. I went back to see if it was still there, and it was. And I knew this had happened at some point, but I wasn't sure what the full details were. I just remember a couple details. But uh, yeah, so that first year with me and Tyler, you know, this is just funny. That's just how I remember. I just remember that Tyler had this, uh, this, I don't know if he doesn't do it now, but before, Tyler had this big fascination with just, uh, just getting as many good wide receivers as he could and, and rolling with them um, every year. And I mean, yeah, Tyler's got good scores. Seems to have worked out well for him. He doesn't necessarily do that anymore. He took DeAndre Hopkins this year with his first round pick, but it's not because he was overlooking running backs. Um, he just happened to get a good uh, wide receiver this year, but he's kind of gone away from that style. At least as bad as he was before um, with that. But so that first year um, with all of us in there, eight teams, only four teams make the playoffs. Um, come down to the wire, um, there's, there was me, and so the famous trade that, that got it all started was, um, we've talked about it before, that Brad traded um, Tom Brady to Bruce for Brett Favre, and Brett Favre was the QB1, so Brett Favre was the, the dominating player. Tom Brady wasn't bad, because that was the Randy Moss year. Um, but Brett Favre was putting up better fantasy tests than him. That's why everybody was mad that he trade-raped Bruce. And, you know, I always looked at it, and I, I couldn't remember what it was. Brad included some running back I don't even remember played in the NFL. That's as far as that goes. And, uh, or no, he had Bruce include somebody that I had never heard of playing in the NFL. And the, the big thing that, that Bruce got back out of it was, hey, Mr. Reggie Bush was the main one. It would have been Reggie Bush's rookie year is when this happened. But so, I mean, 
just kind of funny that Reggie Bush was the one that swung that trade over, of all people. And of course, the hype machine of Reggie Bush is what convinces Bruce to trade away the number one quarterback in fantasy. But it happened right before the playoffs. That's what's funny to me. I don't think we had a, um, a trade deadline because it was at the end of November is when this trade took place. And then two days later, um, one of the, the most outstanding trades that ever took place, if you think that one was bad, um, the fantasy got himself with Damian Tomlinson was traded, um, along with John Kitna, not that it matters, for a, I guess, slew, I don't even know, just the, the trio of Plaxico Burris, Maurice Jones-Drew, and Matt Schaub. That's what it did for, for missions. Okay, I don't even believe it made the playoffs after this trade. So yeah, you know, Brad kind of trade rapes. And then I just went ahead and took Richards up, out behind the woodshed and got LaDamian Tomlinson and went on to beat Brad in the fantasy bowl with that. So I guess, you know, at this point, it's like, you know, why, 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 why don't I tell that story? Well, to me, you know, I remember, I do remember those negotiations. Richards was not trying to throw his season. And I was simply trying to get Richards to trade um, LaDamian Tomlinson to me, who was the number one player in fantasy outside of Brett Favre. This is the absolute pinnacle of a fantasy, and he wanted to do it because um, Plexico Burris was like a top 10 wide receiver, but it just did not translate. It did not, it did not match up. Like, you know, I'm trying to think of the equivalents. I guess Saquon, I guess Christian McCaffrey is probably, you can't even compare to where LaDamian was for one. You know, he, this is like, you know, generational fantasy player ability. And Maurice Jones-Drew was, you know, top 20 running back. Plexico Burst was a top 20 wide receiver. And Matt Shaw was probably a top 10 QB at the time. I think that's when he was with the Falcons. Um, but yeah, that was a very bad trade for Tyler to trade. Like if somebody did that in our league now, that would definitely be deemed a trade rate. But that's what started it all in motion is Tyler traded the top player of fantasy away. He didn't make the playoffs and watched me go on to win the league and then became a serial trade rapist. That's the, that's the end of the story that I'm trying to get to. I apologize to everybody for unleashing Tyler Richards on us all in his first season, you know, and, you know, traumatizing him in all fantasy purposes. So when you get those, you know, like those late, late in the middle of the night trade requests or, or asking if you're interested in Kirk Cousins, you know, I take, I take partial responsibility. So anyway, that's, that's it off the top of my head. I'm rounding out my walk. Now I'm rambling, told about, you know, probably gone on for five more minutes than I should have, is what it is. But anyway, good luck to everybody this week. I'll try and get somebody else on the pod with me. Um, either today or tomorrow. I'll send out some feelers today and see how it's looking. So if I post this really fast, you'll know everybody said no. And we'll go from there. So anyway, good luck to everybody. Except for you, Joe. I hope you lose. I hope we do have another tie this week. And you should feel proud if you do tie because that means the chances of you winning the league shoot up exponentially and you're probably going to win it twice. So, if you haven't won it already. Anyway, have a good one.